Awesome. All right, guys. Hey, welcome to episode 38 of the Dragon Drive Show presented by Summit Racing. Y'all, we've got a ton of stuff coming tonight. This is going to be a great show. We have guests that were at SEMA. Dude, I'm excited yeah. about this. We're going to talk about Southeast Street. Yeet. I just got home from it yesterday. We're going to talk about 2024 event dates and updates. we got new dates on a few things. we got Molly Motorsports Visit that me and Jesse Fox at 3G Video hit. That was awesome. The circuit 2024 registration is open. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. We got Dragon Drive World Champion updates and the event list, like I said, for 2024. Dude, I, I don't know why I put that in there twice, but who cares? Let's get this thing started. Uh, guys, before, while this plays, while this intro plays, hit the share button for us. Guys, I'm here with Dave Terese, Mr. Energy. Oh, yeah, I'm psyched to be here. Thanks for having me. And I'm yeah. oh, we're looking this for a six something. That's excited you're here. It's gonna be a ton of fun. Great weather. What's going on guys? Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this right here. Dude, going back through that video, we've talked to a lot of really cool people, man. And uh, I'm, I'm telling you, this year has changed our lives for sure. Well, guys, if you don't know, my name is Mike Narks. I am the host of the Dragon Drive Show that you are watching right now. I'm also the host of the Dragon Drive News, which happens Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern. I'm a Dragon Drive statistician, promoter, and announcer at some of the events. Eric, tell them who you are. You're over here this time. And uh, introduce yourself. Tell them what you got going on, dude. I am Eric White, co-host of both the Dragon Drive News and Dragon Drive Show. I uh, spend most of my time helping out with everything Dragon Drive addiction. But when I'm not helping out here, I am running my other channel, which is 815 LSX Swaps. Yeah, dude, you've been uh, you've been killing it, man. I want to say thank you so much for editing all of the pictures that I was sending you from Southeast Street. We're going to go over a few of those here in just a little bit. But guys, let's start the show. I want to say thank you so much for being our race car friend. Listen, I was a little bit sad this time at Southeast Street because I didn't have as many race car friend videos to post. Up. So you guys will see one come out, but it's only about 10 cars. So that's the way it works. Guys, we can't do it without you. Your likes, shares comments that really helps support us and uh i'll tell you what i mean it helps keep me going when it's like 1 a.m and i'm trying to edit stuff so i'm excited about jay blanchard being at the circuit and guys i can't say thank you to you guys without thanking our sponsors summit racing molly motorsports howard's cam sweet patina and racing junk dude we're gonna talk about pri in a minute but we've already got some meet and greet set up with these sponsors at pri so it's gonna be awesome all right let's uh I want to ask you guys one more time. Hit the share button as you come in. Let's uh, let's get this thing kicked off. And dude, why don't we? Uh, why don't you thank Summit by playing the thing? Because they're still not at two hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. We gotta what? get it. Yeah. All right, let's jump into that. What's up, guys? Justin here, wrenching away on another awesome project for our YouTube channel. You know, we've done some really cool stuff over the years, like our Baja Bronco build. 
or our Project 1000 6-liter LS build. Or how about this one, our 57 Chevy Barn Fine rebuild with Robbie Layton Nation. We don't want you to miss out on any of the fun on our YouTube channel or at home. That's why we're giving away three $200 Summit Racing gift cards you can spend on your very own project. All you have to do is subscribe to our channel and comment on this video. Once we get to 200,000 subscribers, we'll announce our giveaway winners. Help us get there faster by sharing this post with your friends and spreading the word. In addition to project builds, our YouTube channel delivers helpful tech how-tos, celebrity interviews, event coverage, road trip fun, and so much more. All the more reasons to subscribe, comment, and share now to enter into our 200 for 200,000 YouTube giveaway. You won't want to miss out on any of our stellar content. We're focused in on this beautiful. Y'all, Justin's going to be on here tonight. Dude, I'm I'm excited. The word of the night is excited. That's our drinking game for this evening. So let's have some fun. Let's get down to this. The circuit registration is open. And there's like eight or nine spots left, dude. I'm, I'm so anxious about this. I want this event to be the best event that any of these folks have been to. We are going to have the pre-party. We're going to have the racer party on Saturday night. It's going to be nuts. April 19th through 21st, Mocan to Ozark. So Mocan Dragways in Joplin, Ozark Raceway Parks in Springfield. So we are going to drive Route 66 the other direction and go to uh, go to Ozark, obviously, to Springfield, Missouri, the birthplace of Route 66. So pre-party, like I said, this is the best fried chicken restaurant you've ever eaten at. This may make you go home and slap your mama. I'm telling you. Three days of racing, 300 street miles, 150 cars. This is going to be crazy. Um, do you have the link pulled up there, Eric? Maybe you can it's drop this in the... Already in the chat. Dude, thank you so much. Again, eight or nine spots left. I'll check it at, towards the end of the show. And uh, Jay Blanchard here talking about he heard the shirts are going to be pretty nice because our rule is we are going to put the fastest eighth mile car and the fastest quarter mile car on the next year's shirt. So Brian Acton's great 70 Nova is going to be on there. And Kyle Beaumont's uh, Trans Am is going to be on the shirts this year. I'm pumped about this. It's going to be so, so cool. Um, it's going to so be a good looking shirt for sure. <laughs> oh, so if you guys haven't done it, the circuit dnd.com for the registration, or you can hit that right in the chat box there as well. All right, dude. Dragon Drive World Champion. I don't even know if I can leave that up very long. I can't leave that up very long because I think people are going to figure it out. You know what I mean? So, like, we'll do that. Oh, hey. <laughs> kind of like that. So, if you can figure out who that is, there is a new Dragon Drive World Champion. Guys, I want to congratulate this person on a hard-fought year to earn that. But first, I cannot release their names and stuff like that because I want to quadruple check all of the points. And then I want to send it to Eric and have him check. And then I'm going to have my wife check it just to make sure that all of it is correct because next week as it says here in the picture we're going to we're going to do this on Tuesday night we're going to release the names and I'm hoping that those folks can come on here and uh, and talk about their experiences this year guys it's it's going to be crazy I can I, I want to thank Lonnie Tibbs for really kind of putting this in motion he has been on the phone with me probably I don't know, 10, 12 hours of our life talking about all this stuff. He really helped kind of lay the groundwork of all of this. And then this helped me figure out things throughout the year. So just a reminder, the people that win this are going to get a custom handmade trophy 
from Cold Hard Art, who I was talking to today. We're actually going to pick it up at PRI. So Wednesday night after we get the booth set up, we're going to drive up to Cold Hard Art's studio and we're going to pick up this trophy <laughs> i can't wait till you guys see it it's going to be amazing but we're not going to show any pictures until then i'm well one because we want to have them but i'm not even going to talk about the ideas that are coming the winner's also getting a 500 dollars summit racing gift card they're getting a free set of mickey thompson tires that can be used at any of the mickey thompson trucks like you don't have to see jason who's in this picture you don't have to be at one of his events you can be anywhere free set of Mickey Thompson tires and buy one, get one on two other sets. So thank you to Mickey Thompson for coming on and taking care of that. You get free entry into Southeast street in 2024. You get free entry into Rocky mountain race week and race week. Thank you to Matt Frost and June Allison for taking care of us on that. You get free entry into the hot rod drag week, which is so amazing to be able to do that, to defend your championship, obviously. And you get a guaranteed spot for sick week and six summer so within that you can pick out which events you want to go to and you know defend your title obviously we're gonna keep the format of the top three events are what will count for your point series but we are going to change up a few things that will come along with that that will uh they'll take care of a, a few other uh, i don't know incidentals that we kind of came across this year and realized and learned some stuff then we've got we're doing this giveaway at the pri award show sorry at pri we're doing the award show December 7th at 11 a.m. And um, it's called ICC, like uh, Indianapolis Convention Center, room 209. So we're going to be in there at 11 a.m. till about 12, something like that. And then we are going to parade around the uh, the Dragon Drive World Champion and their co-pilot to all of our sponsors and probably more. They'll be tired of walking around with us by the time. <laughs> To that so so i'm excited to do that again obviously having all of that is such a huge deal but guys also i forgot i added two other lines here they get custom decal that we're going to do up for their car and trailers they get a embroidered jackets from summit racing that'll say their name and the year dragon drive world champion all that kind of stuff and a torque wrench and case i've got right over here from precise built tools which has like a 25 to 250 pound capacity so pretty cool torque wrench that you can throw in the trailer and, and just leave there all the time you don't have to worry about it being being in your thing but we're not only awarding the world champion at this award show we are awarding like 20 other trophies that our friend uh, travis wise at revved up laser works has been working on it dude they look so awesome so we yes, may they do <laughs> We may release the pictures of those like the week before PRI or something like that. So I see a lot of folks here making comments that they're going to be at PRI this year, and we cannot wait to see everybody. Booth 4746 in the Yellow Hall, please make it a point to come by and say hi and take pictures and come by and get your stickers. We've got 100-ish that we're going to give out of these every day that are PRI-specific. These will not be available anywhere else when we leave the show if you didn't get one, we're throwing them in the recycling baler. <laughs> again, anywhere. <laughs> I don't think we'll need to do that. I think they'll all go. Yeah, for sure. Well, tell them about what you got there. Uh, this is an embroidered uh, key tag. Um, comes with a key ring and everything. Drag and drive addiction on the front. Hashtag upside nope. down. <laughs> Race car friends on the back. These are going to be available at PRI as well. And then mm -hmm. we will put them up on probably the website or some online store after the event. 
Yep. Yeah, I'm excited about that, dude. PRI is going to change everything for us. PRI changed everything for us last year, and it's going to change it for us again this year. I'm I'm excited to be a part of that. Well, uh, let's get on with the show, man, because we got guests and we got a lot of stuff to cover between now and then. What's up next, man? Uh, good question. I think it is found on Racing Junk is up next. Mm-hmm. So as you guys know, found on Racing Junk is our official buy, sell, trade uh, dealer. So we don't do a Facebook page or anything like that. Everything you want to find is on Racing Junk. So this week, we've got a few cars, as always. The first one here, uh, 87 Camaro, 12.5. This clean title, racecraft engineering, front suspension, K-member, control arms, camber plate, strange brakes on all four corners, coilovers. You can see there's a lot of good stuff on here. Uh, Aftermarket motors, a 385 cubic inch small block Chevy. So very, very good looking car. Um, I'm a fan of these old third gens too. Uh, Yeah, yeah. You and everyone else. Here's what's funny. I think we're going through a phase now to where like, like I saw some C4 Corvettes posted from SEMA. I mean, I, I think we're really, we're, we finally hit the 35 to 40 year old uh, car mark to where cars that, of that vintage are cool because guys like us have a little bit of disposable income. And, uh, you know, we always want something that we didn't have in high school. Yeah. Yep. Only thing that make this better is, uh, you know, a good looking LS in there, maybe a couple <laughs> twin turbos. Yeah, that's exactly right. It looks like a good base for sure. Yep. So this one was in Texas. Our second one is a 77 Pro Street Nova. So you can mm. see it's got plates on it. So it is plated. I do have a thing for Novas, uh, all yeah. body styles. So this one's pretty, it fits that Pro Street old school 70s uh, looking yep. drag car, which I really like. Yeah, I'm a fan. This car looks like it's ready to go to. Where's Jerry Sweet? We need to, they need a right. car. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought when I saw it as well. Maybe this oh. is a, a better street car for him. Even the paint would look cool next to Jerry and Matt Sweet's Nova. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so this one's in Jefferson, Wisconsin, which is just about an hour from me, actually. Mm. I wonder if and he'd let you drive it. I, I keep finding these cars that I can't afford that are right in my neck of the woods, too. So Yes, yes. 25,077 Pro Street Nova, uh, big block Chevy 496. Uh, fresh hipster turbo 400 with manual valve body, 12 bolt posi, ladder bar with strange axles, front suspension completely done, drag shocks in front adjustable and rear frames joined together, uh, six point roll bar, swing out bars. Again, tons of nice parts on there. Yeah. This car looks like it's something that you could purchase and then maybe hit one of the last events that are coming up, you know, here in the States or get it ready for sick week, which is in 10 weeks. Can you believe that? Dude, that is wild. (laughs) We're just feel like we're winding down. And as soon as we wind down, it's going to ramp right back up. Yep. And then my last one for this week is a 66 Plymouth Barracuda street legal drag car plus an enclosed trailer for 30 grand. Dang. I thought this was... Moparians uh, are going to be excited about this. Yeah, Destroyer is going to like this. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought this was a pretty good deal. Car and enclosed trailer for 30 Mm -hmm. grand. Seems like a pretty decent deal. 
So definitely another cool find here. Yep. And where is that one at? This one is in Oregon. Oh, well, at least it's close. Yeah. <laughs> How cool. Again, decent looking trailer. Uh, let's see here. 700 horsepower, small block, 428. Uh, Ritter block, Edelbrock, Victor heads and intake, roller cam, four inch crank, 13 to one compression, Jessel rocker arms, Jessel belt drive. Engine was built by Hutch's Performance in Portland, Oregon. Hmm. You can scroll through here. There is a ton of information on this. Uh, it's a 2017 enclosed trailer, toolbox tools, ready for the race season. Wow, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, so I thought this was a pretty dang good deal for that. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's wild. And again, that's, that's on right. You can find these right on Racing Junk Classified, racingjunk.com. Yep, 100%. Wow. <laughs> Destroyer, I need to drop yeah. my dart on there. <laughs> yeah, you need to drop your dart on the street, bud. Yeah, right. Destroyer will be on here in just a little bit talking about SEMA. I'm excited about that. All right, let's 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 get back to topics here. We're I'm going to end up rambling. We're going to be late for our guests. All right. <laughs> I attended Southeast Street and Eat. 2,800 miles worth of driving in a week. Um, that was all I wanted. I think I, by the time I got home, I was ready to be home. I want to give all of those racetracks a, I don't know, a pat on the back or something. It was insane, the track prep that was available to these race cars. There was a ton of, like, personal bests that were ran, like uh, Ryan Hargett. I think I got a picture of him here. Ryan and Tammy Hargett. Uh, 474 on 235s to win the class, reset the class ET record. It was insane. Personal best on a 275 of a 463. That video is coming out. I have almost every pass that Ryan made uh, throughout the week. So I'm going to do a full video on that, kind of explain the week. And then there was a ton of other people that made personal bests. Uh, Rich Woodward had a personal best on a 275, or sorry, yeah, on a 275 at a 505 at South Carolina Motorplex. That's the fastest he's ever been. Aaron Schaefer went 510. Again, 88 to 98 turbo and 275 to 235 tires. And yeah. So the, the bad amazing. thing was, the bad thing was, is Rich ended up um, blowing his engine, though. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> he, uh, man, it was. It was really amazing to uh, to see his pass. He didn't make a big mess or anything like that because he had an engine diaper. And yep. again, that's a that's a big win. It was a stock bottom end in that car, and it was. He said that it was just getting to the to its life expectancy. You know, he was leaning on it pretty hard. Last event of the season, and so that's going to happen. So uh, Ryan Hargett also blew his stuff to smithereens, and uh, so he'll be building a new Coyote for that car. So oh, I didn't see that one. Yep. Yep. It's pretty interesting. There's a couple pictures that uh, it's Tammy holding bits and pieces that were actually in the the wheel and spindle. So pretty crazy, pretty crazy event. And luckily those were on the last days. So that's always a big plus. Um, let's see. John Dotson uh, was a co-pilot for Aaron for the week. Steve Willingham ran a personal best of a 523. And then this truck here. This picture does this thing absolutely no justice. It was gorgeous. Nick Schaff is his name. Um, CG American Muscle Cars or CG American Muscle on Instagram. This truck, super cool. 454 cubic inch LSX setup in a 4L80. This truck 
is our feature on this week's Built for Dragon Drive on the news this weekend. Guys, sixes all week in, all week in this truck. Like, nice. it was nuts. For an NA setup that literally had, I think they said 25 miles on it before they came. It was wow. crazy. The, the wheel color, everything about this truck, and wait until you see the interior. It's like, I said in the video, old man fresh. It's <laughs> it's amazing. So I love this. This was probably one of my top three of the entire event. This, this truck here just really put it on the on the map for me. And then uh, obviously Bryant Goldstone and Brian Robbins. We didn't cover much of their stuff because I had the big camera out getting content with them. Y'all, this is the first day. Okay, this is as they leave the facility before they even make it to the first checkpoint. They broke the wheelie bars. Okay, they made they broke the wheelie bars and fuel tank on their pass. Then they pull out with their drive tire, have a flat on that, which is obviously like a 33 or 35 inch tall, you know, mud bogger tire. They have a flat tire on that. And then before they get to the, I think the last checkpoint or right before the other track. They uh, they pull over to just he said, I just wanted to drop some fuel in to make sure we had enough. They go to get back in the car. Ignition won't do anything. So they they slept for an hour in the car that night after paying for a hotel room, got it figured out and got back on the road is insane. That was day one, day one. Then they pull into the second track on day two. This track, this picture is of them at the first track on day two. They pull into the track on the second track on day two and bust a hole in the oil pan as they're driving over the speed bumps. Wow, dude, it was brutal. So, and that wasn't the last bit of struggle they had either. They, they fought that car all weekend uh, or all week. They had traction issues, which, you know, big floppy tire kind of on a radial prep surface, but um, they ended up taking the quickest overall of the event. And that's the second time they've done that this year at a national dragon drive. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Nice. That's a yep. pretty sweet photo you captured there too. I like that. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, I've really have really been trying to uh, stretch my boundaries a little bit. I, I do want to say Eric edits the photos and makes them look good. I just send them over to him, and I'll tell what. Do, what do you think you use of the photos I sent? Thirty percent. The rest of them are marginal at best. Ah, uh, no. When you're shooting with your phone, man. I mean, that's that's really the way it goes. Um, I'll say this. I do have. Uh, I will have the full data for the event later this week. Uh, Laura and Devin are working through all of that and sorting it in the way we need to, to put everything in because what they would do, this is really pretty cool. And it goes into this first bit of uh, winners, class winners that we're going to talk about. The They don't give out daily results. So you don't know where you're at unless you've been watching other racers, unless you've been watching people post. So it really is kind of a neat thought process because then no one knows where they stand. As you go into the award ceremony, everybody kind of has a pretty good idea, but uh, this guy, Joe Polcher, had no idea he had won. Really? No idea. The way they had worked, and I've got it all on video. I wish I had put it in here, but it was crazy. His his reaction was, he was blown away, to say the least. So he essentially, the way they work their DYO is you can run faster and slower than your time, than your uh, submitted dial-in. 
And so he just went for a Hail Mary pass because it was going to be his last pass of the weekend anyways. He turned that in because it was the fastest, and it worked out that he was .001 off of his dial with his average. It was insane. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, REB Auto here says I had a personal best 60 foot and quarter mile time. When we went to Darlington, no, uh, Carolina Dragway, they were able to run a quarter mile because that track is set up for that. And so that added an extra step because that track could not show your eighth mile times. So no one knew what anyone ran at Carolina Dragway, which is really kind of cool. They ended up making that track not a, um, they weren't able to turn the time slips in or account those time slips because of stupid rain. And there was like 20 something cars that had not had the opportunity to make a pass. So that could have really changed up people's strategy. I mean, you, you really don't know. I kind of, I kind of like the way that that worked. So Joe Poulter won and wait till you see the video come out. I may just do a, I may just do a standalone video on that. Leave, leave that comment up real quick. Cause we'll talk about it in just a second. A uh, daily driver winner was Steve Miller. This car just went rounds, man. It was great to watch. It sounded good and it was fast. I think they ended up like six thirties or something like that as an average for the week. It's nuts. And they had three people in that car most of the time, I think. Um, and then our friend Taylor Hedrick, Mr. Stick Shift, won the Stick Shift class. So congratulations to him. Ran several personal bests, just kept chopping away at it. I think one of them was like a, even a 530 or 5C. I think it's 535. Um, we were at South Carolina Motorplex. It was, it was insane. That car was working. And, um, you know, obviously those guys know what they're doing at this point. And it's one of the first events that he's finished. So it was great to see him do that and earn that win uh, and do that. So, and Ryan and Tammy Hargett. Right here, he says, it's all Narx's fault. Yes, I will take full blame for him winning the Tiny Tire class. He come out completely untested on 235s and laid the smackdown. Like I said earlier, 470s on a 235 tire on the last day. Crazy. But he, he laid it like a 484 on his second pass down the track on 235s. So it was pretty wild. If he had not double entered, I really think he probably could have ran some 60s on those tires. But because he double entered, they would change from the street setup. They would put 235s on. They would go out. They would make their two passes on 235s. That means Tammy is packing the chute. Both passes. They would come back to the pits, change to 275 tires, and go out and make their unlimited passes. So that's two passes. So a minimum of four passes each day that they had to make. Then switch back over to the street and go back, street setup, and go back out and uh, and drive to the next track. I mean, it's crazy. It is it's really inspiring to watch. It was really cool. That had to be rough on him because he's pretty used to uh, the one and dones there. So. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what he did at Drag Week, and uh, he did not do that this time. I think they made at least four or five pass. I know they made at least four, but at least five or six passes each day uh, at each track. And so, with having the same day, it was like running two cars, but worse. Um, and I, I would assume he had different uh, tunes for each one too. I, I would think you'd have to. He did say on day one that the the track could have taken more power for the. Uh, for the 235 so he could have done that for sure it what's crazy is you so you know we just talk about all the changeover well then he did that at the first track of day two and then again at the track for day the second track for day two i mean I, that really 
stretched people's capability. I think it was is a great test of uh, person and machine for sure. Yeah, I could imagine that would have been rough on day two. Oh yeah, and then the limited. So, go ahead. I was just gonna say, so he had a minimum of eight passes on day two. Then. Yeah. Two yeah. At, two for each size. Yeah. At, at each track. Yeah, I know he threw away at least one pass. Um, yeah, tune and suspension was different. Golly, it's, it's insane. Uh, I know he threw away one pass that's in, that'll be in the video that'll come out. Um, because it was literally dry, dry at the starting line, but about a hundred feet out, we didn't know it till two or three passes in. That it was just, I'm not even going to say sprinkling, but there was precipitation that was falling from the sky randomly, right? So, um, so they would get out about 100, 150 feet and spin. So then he came back, they fixed the track and, uh, and went out again after it stopped doing whatever you would call it doing. And then, so we'll have him on to talk about that. I, I really like the two tracks in one day test because there's a lot of people that didn't make it. Uh, Jim Treadle ended up winning the limited class. Y'all, this Firebird oh, is perfect. Yeah, just very, very clean. Um, golly, it was and, gorgeous. So, And actually, just real off, off topic real quick. My old boss just restored one just like the same color, wow. too. How cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well, uh, this guy and his wife were together. They had raced at an event earlier in the season. I can't remember what they said. I think it was six summer. But this car here just absolutely worked all week. It was amazing to watch. And she was lining him up. They were packed up and ready to go. I mean, it was just it was clockwork for them it was really cool to watch but they ran with the obs truck i showed earlier of nicks they ran with the uh one of the nicest camaro first gen camaros i've ever seen i mean just flawless paint in that car and then the right hand drive 55 beller they all kind of all four kind of ran together man you talk about i can't imagine what that was like to see on the road to get those four cars oh mm. It, it was a good time. It was a great way to end the season for sure. That that was that was so cool. And then of course the unlimited winner, Mr. Bryant Goldstone, laid down a four thirty five on day two after basically day one having to make a lot of passes because the bump box wasn't working initially. So they did two two bumps in, messed that up, backed out, went back up to the pits for uh, some. I don't even know what they worked on. Then they came back. We're having some traction issues day two for the first bit, uh, obviously because of all the changes that we're going through from the night before with the ignition and things like that. They showed up late and then had to make the passes and were struggling. So that took them to longer time. And, you know, I mean, it, it was just it was crazy to think how much stuff they struggled with and still made it through the week. Wow. It's pretty amazing. Yep. So I, I can't wait. This is definitely an event we're putting on the list for 2024. It, I want to say it was probably a top three event for me in 2023. This, it was fun. Everybody had a great time. Everybody was, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know how to word it, how much fun we had. And then you and I and Casey from Patina Pit Stop were messaging earlier today. And he's talking about maybe you coming on and uh, being his co-pilot for the 2024 event, which I think would be kind of cool. Yeah. Put you in a car with a, a GoPro in your phone, you know, and you, you get that side of the content and then I'll run around and get all the other stuff. So that's one thing we haven't had. Eric hasn't done yet is he hasn't like physically been in, you know, been, been in one yet. So that we definitely won't have you wait until November to do that. But 
uh, that's definitely one I, th I think we should put on the list for for you to maybe co-pilot with and co-pilot yeah. edit pictures and videos with me. Yeah, and uh, had I had the vacation left, I would have definitely mm -hmm. came out because um, had nothing going on this week, but just ran out of vacation because, I mean, what, four or five events this year was yeah. took up a lot of my vacation time, so... Yeah, and I mean that's the way it goes, and it's only going to get worse. <laughs> and uh, day what was it day three that got rained out? Yeah, yeah, Darlington was rained out, and that's where we had one video that I took of Brian's car cruising through the water that yep. has gone absolutely crazy on Instagram, like eighty thousand views or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, it really triggered a lot of people talking about what is a streetcar and what is not a streetcar. And then you and Jesse went on a little side adventure that day then? Yeah, so we actually let, uh, we skipped the route, which we probably shouldn't have because they went go-kart racing. I think that would have been fun content to get for you guys. But Jesse was in on the West Coast a couple weeks ago with Death Week, so he had to hit the East Coast. And so obviously I took the chance to go with him, and we ran from Darlington to Myrtle Beach, which was only about – supposed to be about an hour and a half but it was really about two hours and 15 minutes each way because of the rain so it was just uh, gross but it was cool to like hit that while we were while we were doing you know while we had this this chance you know because really he wouldn't have been back out that way till at least probably i would say november until uh street need again yeah so it was cool Very it was cool, cool to do that and uh next time we'll go go-kart racing <laughs> maybe so, at pri Oh, we're definitely going go-kart racing at PRI. I'm going to run somebody over to you <laughs> right now. So I want to say congratulations to everybody that finished, everybody that competed with Southeast Street Neat. It really was an amazing event. I hope that everybody's telling their story on Facebook, getting those out there. I do have some plans for some of the posts that people have made to, to go back through. Eric and I have talked a little bit about how we want to kind of help memorialize some of the stuff that we've seen throughout the year, you know, and how we can do more and provide more for uh for future i don't know events and and racers so all right let's move on because uh we've got folks that are here in the back i see our, our guests are kind of kind of stacking up here i'm excited about having them on but we got stuff to cover all right so found on summit racing guys you know the deal they are the official retailer of dragon drive addiction apparel you can see here they've got hats they've got hoodies they've got t-shirts and they've got custom apparel that they design and print it's it's so cool to for someone like you can go into a summit store, retail store and buy Dragon Drive Addiction apparel. They have it in the warehouse. You did I, it. Dude, I almost cried when I went into the one in Georgia, Madonna, Georgia. I walked in there because I had forgotten my what we're going to deem as the Tommy Dupree shirt, which has uh, his car on it or his old car on it. I go in there. I had forgotten it at home. I walked in. I asked for it. They had it in the back. They came out and gave it to me. Now I hear at the Ohio store, they may even have a few hanging on the rack, dude. So pretty you know, cool. You know, I just looked up uh, this week. I was talking about the Summit store, and I looked up, and the Ohio one is not too far away. And I believe it's next year. I have a family member who is in Ohio who is graduating high school. Well, I so, think we know what that means. I think that there's a chance that I might end up stopping at the Ohio Summit store, which would be really cool. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, well, while, what I found on this week is something that I could use. I'm just telling you guys, if you want to give me something for Christmas, this would be a great gift. I'll put it on the little Saturn rocket. 
I'll live in this thing for a week because the canopy, the 10 by 10 canopy that I have has a, a tent that, you know, attaches to it. Well, like an idiot, I didn't tie it down because the wind wasn't bad. I was going to sleep. It was late. Didn't tie it down. I came back a couple hours later the next morning. Of course, it's laying on the fence. I'll bend up and tore up. So I am going to be looking for something, some kind of solution to my sleeping and tab uh, tab and Brett Marvel, tab Fimster and Brett Marvel slept in a tent like this all week. Rob Courtney sleeps in a tent like this when he's doing dragon drives. I think this could work for me. And guys, it's seven hundred dollars off. Like, so, so what's real funny about this, and and you and I didn't even talk about this last week when you were at Street Need, I was doing the the Found on Summit for you, and mm -hmm. I intentionally looked for these and was looking at these and almost put them in last week. So the fact nice. that you chose it this week yeah. uh, is definitely it means you need one. <laughs> I'm telling you, the the little Saturn would be perfect with one of these on the roof. So, and then also they've got race star wheels, y'all huge discounts, like 75 bucks off this wheel on the bottom, the truck star Chrome, $68 off, or does that say 63? I can't see $63 off on each wheel. I mean, that's crazy. I think it's like 37% or 30% off something like that. And you can just go through and by my math, that means you could almost get a free one. Yeah. So it's almost buy three, get one free. I'm not saying it is, but it's pretty dang close. So that's pretty awesome. That is my uh, found on Summit Racing segment this week. I want to say thank you to them for being a part of all of our stuff here, man. I mean, they're they're a huge part of our program and brand. And obviously to have their own merch at their warehouses is super cool. Yep. And I absolutely love this hat. So if you haven't yeah. gotten one and you're ordering something, or if anybody's um, significant other is watching, these yeah. are perfect Christmas gifts. So if you're ordering yes. something, throw one of these on your order and uh, you can get it for your race car friends. That's right. And speaking of race car gifts and race car friends, dude, Sweet Patina. Oh, man, where did I put? There it is. Sweet <laughs> Patina. Y'all, they have a discount code DND57 that you can use on the SweetPatina.com site. But they also carry all of their chemical products with Summit Racing. So you can throw that in the mix. So, dude, it's a one-stop shop. You hit SummitRacing.com for your... Dragon Drive Addiction merch for your favorite race car person. And then you grab some stuff that you can clean the car with. You can see they've got shirts, they've got roof mounts, they've got all kinds of cool stuff that they offer there. And the reason they are a part of our program is because they believe cars should be driven. That's why they sponsor the Built for Dragon Drive segment, which again, we're going to feature Nick's truck this week. I'm so excited about putting that video together. I've already started on it. Should finish it up tomorrow and send over to Eric so he can he can approve it, make sure it looks good enough for you guys. But the one thing that Sweet Patina of Sweet Patinas that I use more than anything is the TKO hand cleaning wipes. I use those all the time in the shop for my hands, but then also for the tools that I dirty up when I'm working at Steven's shop too. I don't dirty any tools at my shop because I don't ever work in my own shop. Uh, I work in Steven's most of the time. Yep, I feel that. Yep. And then the event stuff here, let's talk about these things real quick. Guys, we've got three events left. That's it for the 2023 season. We've got King of the Open Road in Ennis, Texas, Texas Motorplex. These are good friends of ours. Jared Holt, is he hosts that with the Cruising Oklahoma and now Cruising the World, uh, essentially, for 
for a drag and drive event. They drive on Friday and then a heads up race on Saturday and Sunday car show, roll racing, all that kind of stuff. You've got the central Victoria drag and drive, which is in Australia. And you've got the road trip drag challenge, which is in Australia. All of these events are the same weekend. Dude, this, <laughs> Going out with a bang. Like, oh man. This is like the second or third time this year that we've had multiple events on the same weekend across the world. It's yeah. It's and, amazing to see the growth. Yeah, and by multiple, it's it's not two. It's been three or more a couple times. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's exactly right. So it, it's crazy to think what has happened to the drag and drop community the last few years. So we talked about that. And then I have just posted this on the website too. You can find that drag-in-drive.com and go to the news section and you can see this list of races right here. Um, 2024, there are already uh, 21 events on there and dates locked in for 13 of them. So we'll have more dates as they come out. I mean, it's absolutely insane, dude. It's insane. So uh, drop the hammer has posted their dates. That was one that they had to skip last year because of the, or had to skip this season (laughs) because of the weather there in uh, October. So they are doing their date for May 31st through June 2nd. He, Carl gave us the opportunity to break that news. So I'm excited about that. Again, that is a weekend event. It is going to be at US 131 uh, start and finish. And there's a second track in the middle, but I don't remember. And I'm sorry, Carl, I uh, didn't put the, the second track in here. So if he's in here, maybe he can drop the uh, the second track. Or maybe if Jay, I know he is part of it with JWR Solutions. They can put that in there as well. So that's cool. That's one event that we have dates for. And then Miles of Mayhem is July 21st through 26th. And then Sick 66 event, the uh, Tom Bailey deal, Missouri to New Mexico, October 11th through 18th. I hope that October or Missouri to New Mexico means they're going to make a stop at Mocan Dragway. I think that would just be primo stuff because Mocan has always taken such great care of us. I mean, I've hosted events there for 11 years, so they're amazing place. And what's wild about that one is it's it's a one-way trip. So you yep. start in Missouri, you end in New Mexico, and then it, it's not a loop like the typical Dragon Drive is. Yep. So I think that one's going to be pretty fun. It's definitely on my uh, list of events that I would like to attend this year because I think that'll be fun. Yes, certainly. Well, let's plan on it. Let's get your list put together. Uh, you know, I'm going to hit as many as I absolutely can. Plus, I have signed up for several um, several of the Midwest Drag Race Series events. It's also sponsored by Summit Racing. So I signed up for five or six of those events uh, of their eight series next year. Uh, they're saying Mid-Michigan Motorplex is day two for Drop the Hammer. Cool. So thank you guys very much. Appreciate that. And then again, guys, we can't do this today. You've got a, a lot of folks on here tonight. I want to say thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for being our race car friend. Hit the share button, if you will, please, as we bring in our guests here in just a few minutes. We've got another few things to cover. But as we can't do it without you guys, we can't do it without our sponsors, Summit Racing, Molly Motorsports, Howard's Cam, Sweet Patina, and Racing Junk Classifieds. It's it's amazing to uh, to think that they are, so, you know, it takes such a such a team to put all this together, and it really does. So Yeah. All right. And then I stopped at Molly Motorsports in North Carolina. I was literally driving right by there. I'd messaged Eric Grillo a couple of days before and asked, hey, man, can you give me a tour? And he did, dude. He he rolled out the red carpet for me. And Jesse Fox, you can see in the right side picture there as you're watching this, that's a piston to some cat that uh, some 
Caterpillar diesel engine that Molly was working on. He said a lot of years ago. And then in the left side picture here, you've got Herbert, the uh, Molly Motorsports mascot. And then so I have a video coming that's Herbert and his trip from North Carolina back to Arkansas and uh, all the state signs being on the dash of the little Saturn rocket. So it's pretty fun. I can't say thank you enough to Eric. And guys, this is a full size trash can. Full <laughs> pistons. It create like a big trash can, like a 55 gallon trash can in the back. And they had two of them and you can't really see it, but these there's boxes that are stacked next to it that are also full of tro uh, full of pistons destined for trophies. It's pretty crazy to see that. And so Eric was kind of explaining why they have so many. And, you know, some of these pistons look identical to each other, but they may be a millimeter here difference or a centimeter there difference to test like, you know, dome size and things like that. And then they have a 3d printer that they were actually printing pistons in the back to test like uh, how rings would fit and things like that. So pretty crazy, pretty crazy setup there. I, uh, I couldn't believe it. Uh, thanks to Jesse Fox for hanging out with me. Appreciate that. While we I basically camped together all week and then he stayed and went to this with us. He takes a lot of photos for them behind the scenes. So that's pretty awesome. A lot of the pictures that you see posted on the Molly Motorsports social stuff is uh, taken and edited by Jesse. So that's always cool. And then they had one other story, I promise. They had a big block Chevrolet engine with four different styles of pistons in it. So they were all the same uh, dome, but they all had different thicknesses in different areas or different uh, skirt shapes. And not like skirt bottom shapes, but skirt like the roundness of the skirt and how it will rock within the cylinder. You know, of course, Eric is talking about that and he's so far over my head. I was just staring at him starry eyed. So it was pretty, but they were, they were putting it together to get it on the engine dyno. So very cool. Yep. Well, before we bring on our folks, guys, we want to play the Molly Motorsports ad and just say again, thanks to them for, for being a part of it. Molly Motorsports is the. Well, uh, you Molly Motorsports is the official piston of DragonDrive.com. Molly's Power Pack Piston is the perfect candidate for your drag and drive car. Molly Motorsports competes in drag and drive events and supports our community. Project manager Eric Grillo raced a 10-second stick shift Nova at Hot Rod Drag Week 2022. He's also competed in Rocky Mountain Race Week last year with his C10 truck. Visit MollyMotorsports.com for the most recent line of products. Awesome. All right. Well, again, thank you to that. And then you guys are going to hear that buttery voice here in just a minute because uh, Eric's going to be on here. But before we do that, I want to talk about we're going to we're going to basically cover SEMA. And these guys both attended and Justin worked the summit booth and does all kinds of stuff with them. And then Eric actually hosted his own booth for his Destroyer 1320 Theft Deterrent Systems, which is really cool. So we're going to talk about you know, their favorite cars. We're going to talk about maybe their favorite booths. And then who all had Bluetooth drive shafts and what all fun stories we have from there. Um, let's start with kind of a, a, we'll bring in Eric first here in just a second, but I want to embarrass him as we, before we do that. So Eric Bingston owns Destroyer 1320 Theft Deterrent Systems. Guys, he has been a longtime friend and immensely helpful in building our YouTube channels over the years. And He's just been a great sounding board for ideas as we've come along. Him and I met at Race Week 2020. 
and have been longtime friends since then. But even before that, he was helping me build Narcoleptic. And now, obviously, he's helping. He's a big part of the drag and drive addiction, you know, idea pool of people that we hit. He provides solutions for Dodge owners and Mopar owners that basically helps them keep their car safe. We're going to have him explain what all his stuff does. But I know that his device has saved many a Hellcat and other Mopars from being stolen. Guys, you just, just go to his Instagram and you'll see it. It's like the, the story 1320 on his Instagram. There are videos all the time that people send to him that show what he does and what his product does to help keep from things getting stolen. And then Justin, obviously, Justin Wiedemann is the face of Summit Racing. Guys, any videos you saw him earlier on this show you saw him in the commercials he does a lot of the stuff on all cylinders podcast he does a lot of their live stream interviews with guests but anytime you see stuff it's him he's always smiling he's always having a good time so enough of my chatter about these guys i want to say thank you to them for coming on before we uh before i even bring them on and so let's do that let's get them on here and discuss kind of how sema went and what they saw what they wanted to see more of gentlemen how are you this evening? Good. <laughs> yeah. Nice to see your smiling faces. Cheers. Right? Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, everyone. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't come through. It's green. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, the easiest way to kind of set this up is the rotation of the way things will work is um, we'll ask questions and then it's probably easier for Eric to answer and then move to Justin. That way we're not all trying to kind of step on each other. And the first thing we want to talk about is, you know, who you guys are and what you do. So the first question I have is, is 11 year old Eric and Justin, were they car guys? Yes, very much so. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. So I, uh, my, I kind of grew up in this. My, uh, my dad's a, you know, mechanic, hot rodder, my grandfather, um, you know, my fondest, my, I always say what solidified it for me was a guy here in the town I grew up in had a 69 DZ 302 Camaro. Mm. And, um, I, I don't know, I was probably eight or nine years old and went and a ride for that, you know, went and a ride in it. And, um, you know, just that four speed, just grabbing gears, uh, <laughs> putting it to the wood that solidified it for me. And, uh, I was, um, you know, Hunter, I, uh, there's the quote that goes, you know, faster, faster until the fear, the uh, thrill of speed overcomes the fear of death. And uh, yeah, that's, that was it for me. Uh, uh, so yeah, no car, uh, always car guy. Nice. That's awesome. For me, and it was the, uh, my, my uncles, I had twin uncles growing up that uh, huge Mopar guys, clearly. Uh, but my fondest memory was uh, we were in a 70 challenger with a 440 in it not stock whatsoever and uh, i was sitting in between the seats and my brother's sitting here my uncle's driving i'm sitting in between the seats and I'm, I'm you know kind of hanging on looking through the window looking at everything and we're at the light and there's a guy in a nova next to us my uncle said hold on i thought i was holding on i flew up and hit my head on the back window and fell down in the seat yes that's i was addicted i was addicted from there i was like if if yeah. Throw me through the air and smack my head on the window. Come on, man. I'm in. I'm in. Well, guys, no. tell, tell us what you do. 
Sorry, Eric, go ahead. You, you were saying it. No, I was just going to say a lot of people here watching probably don't know, but Eric and I actually grew up in the same town, and oh. uh, he he now lives in Arizona, but um, yeah, probably, what do you say, 15 minutes at the most from, from each other? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's awesome. Well, let's let's obviously talk about products here. I mean, obviously, we know Justin slings all you know the world's largest parts retailer. We know kind of what you do, but Eric, kind of tell us what goes on with uh, Destroyer thirteen twenty theft deterrent systems. So, uh, kind of a cliff note version of of how this all came about is uh, the reason I'm called Destroyer thirteen twenty. People go, "Oh, you're trying to rip off thirteen twenty video?" No, no. I had a Destroyer Gray 1320 Challenger. I wasn't being creative at all. I called it what my car was, Destroyer 1320. Put it together. So I have been on YouTube for quite a while, as, as Mike and Eric know. I met them through YouTube. And I went to a race. Uh, it was a YouTuber call-out race. And I was going to race a gentleman named Wide Body Nation who had a Hellcat Retta. I knew I was outgunned, but I knew I'd get him to the eighth mile because my car would hook and go. So I met him on a Friday. He comes to the track Saturday and goes, I can't race. I'm like, what, did you break your car? What happened? He goes, no, it got stolen. So mm -hmm. we found the footage from the hotel he was staying at and watched how they did it. Now, take in mind, this guy had a brand new C8, which was one of the first C8 Corvettes there was, next to a, a I think it was two-week-old Hellcat Red Eye. They didn't even look at that C8. They went straight for that Hellcat. Popped it in neutral and rolled the thing away. So I tore my car apart when I got home and cut up. It was actually the heat shield from a cold air intake and bent it up and found a way, you know, drilled holes and made it fit over that. So no one would steal my car. At first, it was me being selfish, like, I ain't doing that to my car. Yeah. So I made that and then I showed it to somebody. They're like, Can you make me one? I'm like, Sure. Then can you make me one? Can you make me one? Can you make me? <laughs> yep. And now, now we've sold over 10,000. And so, Golly, dude, that's so amazing since, since 2020, but yeah. we're, we're, we continue to grow. Uh, yes, we did SEMA, but, uh, that's, that's kind of my backstory is that we protect Mopars from the dumbest way possible, which is they have a stupid little strap and they pull up on the strap. It puts the car in neutral. The cars with the key fobs, 90% of the vehicles made with key fobs. Fun fact, the steering wheel does not lock. So if they get your car in neutral, they can push it anywhere they want to go. Wow. Oh man, that's scary. <laughs> that's yeah. scary. Trucks, wow. SUVs, cars. And so we pr currently protect almost the full line of Mopar. And I'm working right now. My brother and I are, are brainstorming. We're going to start doing Ford F 150s. We're doing Mustangs. We're moving over to Chevy. All the vehicles that have this issue, we're going to cover in the future. Nice. That's awesome, man. Well, Justin, what is, I mean, tell everybody kind of what, like a, What's a day look like in, in your life? Because I can't just say you're a social media and video guy. Like, you do so much. So, my official title at Summit Racing is Video Host and Technical Advisor for Internet Marketing. Yes. Um, so, I know. I, well, that was the fun fact is I got to pick my own title, and my goal was to make it go across the whole business card. Because, <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> I mean, that was like, you know, um, I was like, yeah, if I'm going to do this, I got to make, I want people to like stare at it. So lots more words, the better. So yes. a lot of, if I'm not out on the road, you know, covering events or, you know, heading to shows like SEMA or, you know, out and about with some of our project vehicles, 
I'm um I work out of the Ohio location, you know, the the home store of Summit Racing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do a lot of video filming, um, brainstorming, general in-shop work, uh, just trying to make cool content to bring it to the people. Uh yeah, man. So it all every day is different, and that's what I appreciate. I'm never doing the same thing like twice, you know. One week I can be working on a project Jeep. The next week I could be building an LS um, or talking to, you know, cool folks like you guys. So it's a, <laughs> it's always something fun and refreshing. You know, actually me and uh, me and you, Michael, met at the first auto, um, you know, autocross week presented by Summit Racing. Uh, mm -hmm. I jumped on the podcast a little bit then and we've been talking about, you know, getting together and doing this. And now we're finally yep. doing it. So uh, I mean, I, and I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on because you you have a different uh, approach you know like we're going to talk about how many times you have been to SEMA and then like maybe how many times Destroyer's been I know he's never had a booth so we're going to talk through some of that so I think it's going to be a, a great mix of of folks here guys I just want to say please hit the share button as we go into this we're going to have some fun kind of the plan here we're going to spend 30 or 45 minutes maybe an hour discussing what SEMA was like and kind of what the future for you guys is but if folks that have lived under a rock and you don't know uh sema 2023 had more than 2200 exhibitors and more than 160,000 people attended it was crazy looking out there now i didn't go i've never been to sema so that's another reason i'm leaning on you guys because i want to i want to be sold and why, why do i need to go and and what do we need to tell so kind of kind of walk us through eric you first what uh what, what your typical day was like while you were at the show uh, so, okay, typical day was uh, try to get to bed. You're in Vegas, okay? Yeah. So there's everything that doesn't make you want to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, so getting yourself to go to bed, uh, waking up, well, realizing that you should have gotten up a half hour earlier than you did, <laughs> struggling your way to walk the 800 miles it, feel like, it feels like to get to where you're supposed to go just to get coffee Realize the line is way too long. Skip the coffee, head straight to your booth, get everything set up, hang out with everybody for an hour and a half, realize you haven't had coffee and haven't eaten, and then go hit the restroom, forgot why you went, you know, left the thing in the first place. <laughs> Somebody brought you coffee and then you're happy. So that's kind of the beginning of the day. But the rest of the day is, is truly meeting uh, industry leaders, a lot of, of, heavy hitters, you don't have bottom feeders. And I don't mean no disrespect to anybody who yep. does whatever you do for a company. I'm just saying, if you're going to SEMA, you're going to meet vice presidents, presidents, international people that really can make decisions in companies. So you need to understand it's a business to business event. It's not for, oh, Bob needs a camshaft. No, 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 no. That's not what that's about. It is your business doing business with other large people like Summit Racing. That's right. And by the end of the day, your your feet want to fall off, and you do it again the next four days in a row. So, yeah, that's kind of kind of my take on a day in the life. <laughs> Justin agrees. Yeah. So for me, my day, you know, starts. Uh, I do obviously uh, the media side of it. So I, you know. My day starts at, and the, the hard part for me is, you know, I'm in Ohio. So I, my time schedule, I'm waking up at four in the morning. 
Yeah. And so you're up and about and, uh, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed on the first day. And by the end of the week, you got some bags under your eyes and, uh, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. You know, I yeah. get up in the morning, I head over to the show. And the big thing that I do when we go to these shows is I talk to some of our vendors and we want to show the cool new sweet products they brought to the show. Mm-hmm. So me and the video team will head over to a bunch of different booths during the day, interview people. Uh, you know, we catch some celebrities in, in and out, kind of just... We're just trying to bring the, the, the media coverage to the people. So, yeah. you know, hit different booths, film videos all day, you know, from when the show opens to the show closes, you go back to the hotel room, you flip your shoes off, you contemplate life, um, you go to In-N-Out. That's, um, you know, we don't have that on my side of the world. So <laughs> I, me and I think a couple of the guys here at Summit ate In-N-Out five times. Like yes. I got In-N-Out before I got on the plane, like I was waiting and and I opened at 1030. So I was waiting outside of it before my flight. I was like, I, I got to get it one more time. Get my fix. Yeah. That's here in the Midwest, yeah. we don't have in and out. So when we yeah. see them, we eat them. Yeah. Not to mention it's, it's Halloween week. So, you know, you have oh, to go yeah. down to Fremont street on Halloween night and see all the extravagant <laughs> costumes and people. And, um, yeah, your time, like I said, you you if you stay out till midnight, you're like, oh, gee whiz, I'm up till three thirty in the morning, home time. Like this is not yeah. sustainable or healthy. <laughs> and then yeah. there's navigating the people. You know, it's amazing. You could have an extravagant video camera and all this stuff sitting out, and you're filming a video with somebody, and then you just have you know somebody just walk through right in the middle of it, like you're not even there, <laughs> and it's just. And you just keep that smile on your face and just keep on doing what you're doing. Cause, <laughs> but yeah, it's, you see so many crazy people. It's um, Michael, we got to get you out there. It's uh, oh, yeah. you, you too, Eric. It's there's nothing. I always, there's no trade show in the world. Truly like it. I wonder if the aces construction show is the same way. If people want to come look at, you know, there's all sorts of cool cars. Do people want to come look at drywall the same way? I don't think so, but I think we're very fortunate to be in this industry and kind of have this tr- kind of trade show. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. And, you know, like PRI is more racer centered and SEMA has a little bit of everything. I mean, you know, we were talking about rooftop tents a minute ago. You're probably not going to see rooftop tents at PRI. Yeah. Unless it's on top of some like drag and drive car with a big, you know, a big nitrous big block in it. I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. And and with SEMA, I think they do a lot of outdoor stuff because obviously the weather there is going to be a lot better to where PRI, it's indie, it's December, it's cold. You don't have that outdoor stuff going on as well. Yeah. Well, and that's a crazy aspect in how the show's changed over since they built the um, West Hall. Like, kind of, it was before the giant West Hall and before they had this, you know, expanded the convention center more. You, a lot of vendors were outside and you had to do your, you know, kind of pay your dues and be a tent outside for a couple years and then move inside the show. Now there's, I don't know how many, I said this last week, I don't know how many millions of square feet they have under roof there at the Vegas Convention Center, but it's all of them. Like It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's more feet than you can walk the entire time you're there. Yeah, wow. I did 120,000 steps in four-ish days. And, uh, wow. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll give you guys my number one SEMA tip later, and it's, it's feet-related. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Perfect. I'm sure that will will run right over into our PRI prep as well, you know? Right. Um, Going back to what you were talking about with the media too, I ran into that at PRI last year. You can be, like you said, making a video or taking a picture and people just don't care. 
If I'm yep. if I'm standing there trying to pay, take a picture of a car, people will rock, walk right in front of you. It doesn't matter. It's that was a <laughs> a learning experience for me last year to realize like they don't care that you're taking a picture, they don't care that you're recording a video. You're in their way, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The beautiful yeah. thing, the beautiful thing is, it was Halloween, so the people walking by aren't just normal people. <laughs> there yeah. were some very interesting costumes out there. I don't, not sure how many Justin saw, but I saw a few that I'm like, I'm thank God my kids are at home. Yeah, <laughs> of course to it's Vegas, say, though. <laughs> yeah, to say the least, my friend. To say the least. <laughs> uh, so, just an estimate: How many people do you think that you talk to? During the week, uh, uh, more hundreds. Yeah, uh, I mean, vendor-wise, you know, I, I I did a whole I did a whole four days worth of vendor videos from you know show open to show close, um, and then a whole bunch of inserted in between. But just like the coolest part, I guess for me, and it's very humbling, is people that come up to me and watch my content and know who I am. Um, yes. You know, it's it's makes me get it puts a big old smile on my face every time like uh i i gotta pinch myself sometimes you know i always i do the let the air pressure out and i make the air pressure noise um because it's just cool like you're just like oh yeah i'm just making these videos and nobody's watching them no people watch them they come up to you they you know they they kind of hype you up a bit and it makes it all it makes up the all the bad days worth it and yeah, exactly. uh yep. Absolutely. that's it's it's so humbling. Like I I don't know. I uh, I feel very very good after every conversation. And like I said, I just like to I'm a I just like to talk back to people. I'm I'm a talker. Mm -hmm. I like I like using words. So yeah. <laughs> it's a it's very joyous for me. What about you, Eric? Uh so we had a corner booth and we were next to Rockford, Fosgate, Uniden, all oh, the big. Yeah. There's some very large large folks around us, and we <laughs> we averaged. Well, let's see. I went there with a thousand business cards. I have like fifteen left, nice. and we were we sparingly gave. I gave. I told everybody in the booth. I said, "Okay, only give out business cards to people who aren't just tire kickers. Mm -hmm. Like tire kickers. Okay, here's an info card. We had a separate info card. We'd give them people who were interested. And I I still have. This is a stack that I willed down from about two hundred of business oh cards, God. of people who I want to follow up with. But yeah, we would have 100 to 150 a day, no problem. No problem wow. per day. Nice. It was just nonstop. It got to the point where my my sales spiel, you start adding new words and trying to change it up. I was like, <laughs> do I just record it and like just, hey, so what's that? Like, <laughs> 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 That's awesome. You, you should have had it where you make them pull the strap. And when they pull the strap, it plays it your. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, That's, great. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Uh, so while you guys were there, did you meet any celebrities? So the most, oh, I'll let Eric go first. Or no, I, I was going to say, go ahead. Go ahead, bud. So the most, um, my hardest fangirl moment most humbling I, I this was the best part of my show is i'm standing in the blueprint engine booth talking to uh cal from blueprint engines and stacy david walks up to me knows what? who i am starts talking to me and then same deal as here is like i'd love to have you on the podcast and i just look at him like 
little kid inside me right now is losing his mind. Like I woke up on Saturday and Sunday mornings, not to watch cartoons to watch you. And um, dude, so nice. And then I met a lot of other cool YouTubers. Uh, He was just, that just blew my mind from, you know, uh, Rob Dom, the kind of the rotary God. He has a bunch of cool rotary stuff on YouTube. Um, Sage Thompson, the, the donk master. Uh, or Sage Thomas, my bad. Uh, he was cool. Tons of people. One of the other cool kind of up and coming people on YouTube also that I uh, did a cool interview with was Riley from Riley's Rebuilds. She does a bunch of cool car- carburetor content for Edelbrock yeah. and those folks. But um, yeah, t- uh, Tavarish um, from he's nice. restoring this cool P1 McLaren that I just think mm-hmm. is just neat because you're taking something that should be extremely expensive and you're kind of, it was in a hurricane and you're fixing yep. it, doing sweet stuff with it. But yeah, tons of, and then I went to the HP tuners. They had a kind of an, a, a vendor appreciation kind of go-kart mm-hmm. night. And, um, you know, a ton of other from Ian Johnson, which I've done some stuff, you know, met him, uh, did some stuff with him, him, Blake Wilkie, uh, Holly Mischief from Mischief Maker TV. Just, there's so many people. That's the cool part about the show. And I'm sure Eric can attest to is, you could just be walking around and you're like, oh, um, you know, we had a uh, man, his name just Brock. I can't remember his name. He drove the Shelby Daytona and did a bunch of uh, dots and racing too. His name just slipped my mind, but his first name is Brock. He's an older gentleman and he's kind of a race car God. I can't remember it off the top of my head. So, uh, Brock, Brock Yates? Um, no, bro, uh, uh, Brock Peter Lesnar. Brock. Peter Brock. I am so there you go. Woo! There you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Peter Brock was in the ATEC booth. Um How and cool. you know, got to talk to him and just kind of shoot the snot. And you're just like, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's wild. You know, it's it's an industry show, and there's tons of cool people there from the industry. That's awesome. What about you, Eric? Who'd you run into? Well, interesting. The most interesting one was the FBI came to me. Oh, and I was like, "Oh, hi." Well, which he didn't even announce it. He said, "Well, you know, what's what's this about?" And I explained and showed him everything that we have that we're selling. Yeah. And he goes, um, "Well, my name's so and so with the FBI, and I'll be contacting you. Um, we've had seven cars of ours stolen this week." What? And wow. so I showed him. I showed him the seven vehicles that we cover, and he goes, "Yes, we actually have all of those." <laughs> yes. Here's my card, sir. Let me know. Yes, please. We make the price may deals. rise, but yeah. I will help you. Yeah, we, we make government deals. Just gotta just back end here. Wholesale it, available. It's the destroyer 1320 mil spec edition. <laughs> there, there we go. go. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly. But well, no, uh, then I, I got contacted on uh LinkedIn by a young lady said, Hey, I'm I'm with Buddy Hole Racing. We wanted to I wanted to come by and say hi. I'm like, hey, okay, cool. I thought, okay, maybe a sponsorship deal or mm-hmm. something like me sponsoring his drag car. He's got a top yeah. fuel NHRA car. And no, Buddy Hole himself, and that's his wife who contacted me, wow. came up and talked to me for about a half hour. And he's taking pictures and video and sending it to all his buddies who have car stereo wow. shops and tint shops and all these. He's like hooking me up on the spot. That's nice. so, uh, yes, I'm definitely looking forward to do some possible partnership with that. He wants me to set up my booth by his trailer during the NHR races out this way. What? Like, Dude. yeah. 
I could go on for two and a half hours. Uh, by the way, I did meet Stacy David, and I tried to buy him a breakfast sandwich. I was in line at the little side thing at Westgate. Yes. I tried to buy him a sandwich. He wouldn't let me buy it. But great guy. Uh, met him, shook his hand, said hi. Uh, let's see. The guy's from Rust Valley Restorers. Mm, cool. You guys know that one? The yeah. dude with the dreads and whatever? A Avery. Uh, I met him, too. Oh, yeah, Avery was there. Uh, in the elevator, when we were leaving, I met Hurt from... Um, Hoonigan. Oh, cool. Nice. I, I said hi and drank a little coffee with uh, Mike Finnegan and David Freiberger. Yes. yes. Short, Shorty, the painter for Martin Brothers, mm -hmm. actually came up to the booth and talked to me. And it's funny because Wide Body Nation was there with me, the other YouTuber who got his car stolen, the reason I exist. And he's talking to the guy and he walks away and he's like, oh, that guy was nice. I go, you don't know who that is. He's like, what? I said, that's freaking Shorty, dude. How What's awesome. that? What's that? I'm like, bro. So I start showing him. He's like, oh my God. I go, yeah, dude. He's like a legend. That's awesome. <laughs> so anyway, that that's just a few of the people I got to meet. That, that's a that's a few of the celebrities you guys met and uh, impacted their lives. Well, <laughs> let, let's let's change it up a little bit. Let's talk about favorite cars because um the list that both of you guys sent, we're gonna actually pull pictures up here on the screen. This is the reason I want to go to SEMA right here. I wanted to see this <laughs> like, dude, I, I wish I had had snagged a picture from the Internet of the guy standing. Actually, it's literally shoulder height to what looks like a regular sized adult man. My favorite 10 out of 10. I was obsessed with it. I probably looked at it six or seven times. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, tell us about it. What is this thing? What power is it? What's the inside like? So it's a homage to a, a it's a. They're a Winnebago Arrow, which is, you know, an, a vintage camper that we all love. We all saw growing up, but it's on a golf cart chassis. And it, there's so many. It's all custom made, hand built. Um, the aluminum work was amazing on it. it. has that cool. It has a tent on the side of it. I think that's a, a Dometic rollout tent, I believe, or like nice. a rollout, on, like a canopy Awning. that you put mm -hmm. on the side of your trailer. But it had a matching mini bike on the back. This cool wow. custom interior. It had air horns. Um, the kind of like uh, the fun feature that I thought was just very, very tasteful was in the back bumper. You remember on, you know, old campers where you'd have your like uh, your black pipe that you'd store in your bumper and pull it out. Like it's mm -hmm. kind of the corrugated hose. It had one of those on it, just a, like a mini version. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it was it had cameras in the top in what looks like to be the AC unit. So you can see all the way around it. Um, like I said, it was just amazing on a golf cart chassis. I would want a larger version to pull my little one just so I can. <laughs> yeah. It is so neat. Like, like you've got that on the trailer behind the, the big one. That would look awesome. Yeah. So me and um, me and uh, one of my buddies were talking. I sent this to him. I was obsessed. I was like, I would daily this to work. And I figured it out. I could take all bike paths. It would only take me about <laughs> two hours to get to summit in this thing. But um. <laughs> You know, I would just leave a little early. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it'd be so worth it. How cool is that thing? Well, the the next setup here uh, obviously is a picture from Destroyer sending it over. Dude, tell us about this thing. Is that a Ring Brothers car? What is that? Yeah, it's called the Roid Runner, and it was really cool. There's a little video, a short that I did. So the guy who created the 360 booth that that's inside of, he was standing there and he goes, hey, let me put my camera up or hands me, you know, takes my phone. And he goes, do you want a video of this? I said, absolutely. 
So he takes it and puts it next to like, this is really a weird setup. If you look at the bottom on the right side, you can kind of see a little black line behind the back end of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. That's a track. And that whole room rotates on a track and you're standing still. But when you watch the video, it looks like the whole thing's rotating and you're standing still. It's a mind meld. Like it is the coolest thing. And yes, that is number two of my favorite cars that we saw there. And, and the experience of that was really cool. If you ever see a 360 booth, go check that thing out. I already looked up how much it is. I'm like, man, God willing, someday we'll be able to go, hey, who's got a cool car? Come here and put it in because we yes. need to take some cool pictures and video. <laughs> right. How cool. Well, that car looks amazing. I mean, the Ring Brothers, they're, they are no joke. They do the best stuff. Unreal. Mm. Yeah. They, this thing was, oh, the Ring Brothers oh, yeah. car was amazing. This thing was rowdy and it had a cool story. It was in the vibrant booth. It's basically a Firebird on mm -hmm. a IndyCar chassis is the best way I could, or it was like IndyCar themed. Okay. Um, all sorts of crazy suspension. Um, like I said, IndyCar like, uh, massive yeah. aero, tons of carbon. The motor in it, the LS, basically, it would be like where your knee, the back of the cylinder head would be like where your knee conventionally sat in the car. But this wow. thing was built by a father and son in like a year and some time, you know, a year and change time. They plan wow. on doing a bunch of crazy stuff with it between road racing, maybe Pikes Peak, um, mm -hmm. just wilding out with it. And like I said, it was LS powered, had a giant turbo on it, um, very, very well clean build that i was just obsessed with and then we got some donk master action there um <laughs> yeah i don't know what it is about donk racing but i'm obsessed with it and i think <laughs> it's something i want to get into and this is a blower car um they have something for every you know these guys are into blowers nitrous i love the oh, nitrous yeah. um nitrous and big blocks just put a big rowdy smile on my face you know <laughs> yes. giggle, giggle gas all the way turbos too like but these they race them like no time cars um and the, yep. the fact that some of these are like 2000 horsepower and they could smack them down the track in somewhere around 10ish seconds even faster yep. is insane to me uh, on on like a 26 inch tire i mean like these you know or 26 inch wheel yeah with the you know probably a 31 inch tall tire i mean it's crazy that's that's the race my friend got his car stole at it was a youtuber call out race the race was demonology versus dunkmaster so yep. yes i've seen these in person i was there when the first ones that were on that stage were done so uh, this car is wicked fast like 8 yeah. seconds yeah, they're absolutely insane. And think about like, you know, you have a how fast you go on like a, a 28.10.5 and how much, uh, you know, even a big, how much a tire wrinkles. You don't have any mm -hmm. sidewall. It's a controlled, yeah. it's controlled chaos. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I would think like the tuning aspect from that side is, would be very, very difficult. You know, I think Mac, Mac Fab Beadlocks, uh, you know, Lyle Barnett, the thing he's with, I think they make a 26 inch beadlock for these things. It's crazy. I am, I'm all about that. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's uh, it, like I said, it puts a smile on my face. It's something I need in my, I love, I, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big car guy. I, uh, yeah. I had a 78 uh, Mercury Grand Marquis that me and my buddy Kenny 
you know, soup. We we hyped, we hopped up the big block in it. I blew out the spider gears doing donuts in it one weekend. So then I just put a mini spool in it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but you know, we used to take that thing to the drag strip and go make hits in it, and it was so much fun. It's it's drag racing a couch. Like, yeah, we were yeah. only we weren't going that fast, but man, it was it was all about smiles per miles. Have we, exactly right. Have we had a, a donk car in a dragon drive yet? Uh, yeah, there was one on, uh, I think it was Southeast Street last year, but it was just on a set of 20s or maybe 22s. Man, I think, could you imagine seeing that rolling down? You oh, know, that'd be awesome. Showing up to a race. that I bet you you could convince a lot of those guys to to come do a dragon drive. Yeah. Well, they, would. yeah. they would. They just got to gotta get the experience and, you know, they mm-hmm. got to. We just got to get out to them, but I bet you, I mean, I bet you they yeah. could put on their own dragon drive as, with as many of them as there are. Oh yeah, for it, sure. Uh, it's blown up just like how, you know, how kind of no prep and like back, you know, backtrack mm-hmm. racing has in the same aspect. They're yep. just doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Yep. That that was awesome. That's uh that's, I'm telling you, I'll, I'll build a donk at some point, like a 78 two door caprice. 28 you know. chef's kiss yeah yeah big, yeah, big so, yeah i love everything about this i i you know i turbos are cool but i think you should just huff it full of nitrous but that's just me <laughs> <laughs> so this thing was cool this is actually tavarish's this is the p1 that was in the hurricane down there in florida he bought mm-hmm. this thing at auction for like an obscene amount of money and so P1s are like, there was actually a ton of P1s at the show. Like I used to, when it comes to oh, yeah. hyper car, you know, this isn't a supercar anymore. These are hyper cars. And this was kind of the first generation of those in the 2010s era. But these things mm-hmm. were like the fastest hybrid for a long time. And this dude basically bought it out of the hurricane, has pulled this thing entirely apart and is slowly putting it back together. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be a hybrid anymore. It's going to be just McLaren powered, but this car will eventually be the fastest McLaren in the world. And it's just, it's cool to see, you know, you watch the video of the thing in the hurricane and it's completely underwater and it made it from a car, a car in a garage, like 800 yards down the road. Like the garage wow. door got tore out. Dude, it's wild. Like uh, that whole video series is so cool to follow and just, I don't know, I'll never be able to afford something like this, but it's cool to watch somebody fix yeah. one. <laughs> Well, and what's really neat is like, I mean, he basically sold all of his project cars to fund this one project. Like there was a lot of stuff that he sold to be able to come up with the money to to buy this and then the subsequent, you know, build from there. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And I like, I don't know, he did that one episode where like McLaren quoted him how much it would be to fix it. And it was just an ungodly like five, half million dollars. That was, <laughs> yeah, it was half a million dollars if they wanted to do it. Like if maybe they could fix it. And it's just like. Yeah. That is sickening to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't imagine trying to get through, you know, and, and then obviously the pitch to them is, yeah, this will be fun to do. And then they're like, uh, nah, no, thanks. <laughs> we, we don't even want to do it. So, yeah, that's a That's a cool project. And then these last two here from uh, Eric. So tell us a little bit about these. Yeah. So, so the one on the left is welder up. He uh, built this truck and a rat rod. And this is what I what greeted me when I figured out where to park or how to park at Westgate, because uh, yeah, a couple of uh, tips there. You figure out where the drop off is for your stuff for your booth. 
you have to know literally exactly where to go because they'll just scream at you like you're a complete <laughs> idiot and you don't know what you're doing. And you're like, you don't have it online. There's no manual anyway. So me, finally, I pulled into where I'm like, well, I'll just go to the hotel, which is connected to, you know, exactly where I'm heading. So I pull up to the hotel and I'm like, oh, my God, this is sitting there. Wow. So I'm like, I jump, I pull up, illegally park, jump out, talk to the guy, like the little caddy dude who like calls your suitcases. And I'm like, bro, will they tell me? He goes, well, what are you doing? I said, I just need to check in real quick. He goes, hurry. I'll just, I'll try and stall him. Hurry. Because I mean, it was, it was insane. Justin can vouch. Like there's just, there was no parking anywhere. Cars and people just like ants everywhere. So I run in, I get done you know, getting my little card from my room. I run outside, take a quick video of this and a quick picture of it, jump in my truck. And I'm like, Hey, where do I go park? And he goes, well, you're staying here. I go, yeah. He goes, valet is free. Score. <laughs> here so you I go, just bud. <laughs> drove around, pulled right back in valet, right next to this thing, got out, took like 20 minutes unloading everything, sat around. Nobody cared. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> word to the wise. Stay right there if you can, close to where the venue is, because otherwise you're you're a out when it comes to Vegas. But the Cuda on the right. Um, luckily my wife was next to me and holding my hand, so I didn't actually just pass completely out. <laughs> For me, I'm a '71 Hemi Cuda freak since I was a kid. Like I said, I grew up in muscle cars. I've ridden in '71 every year up until they became crap. Uh, of CUDA or Challenger or any type of Mopar, but this is based on a Hellcat chassis. So the whole nice. entire thing is all Hellcat, but it's a six-speed. So nice. automatic yeah. millennial anti-theft device. But yeah. this thing looked exactly like a 71 CUDA. Now the back end, they Frenched it and put the exhaust out the back, which is a pretty cool feature, but yeah. if you walked up and, and knew what those cars should look like, this was the best I've seen for a resto mod. Wow. Nice. Yeah, it looks amazing. It looks amazing. I, I'm yeah, a no, huge fan. Yeah, and those cars are – and I love that it's purple too because that's what, you know, the Mopar yeah. of that era, they came in some wild colors. Mm -hmm. And uh, to see that is sweet. A Turo tire had a – it was a similar build to an aspect of it. It was a modern Challenger or Charger chassis. This one had a 68 Charger body on it, and the thing was yep. just – I looked inside, and I was like, oh, it's got an eight-speed automatic, and I start looking. I was like, "This is this is Charger interior," and wow. they're like, "Oh yeah, it's cool." There was an all-carbon C8 there that I thought was cool too. There was so, there's just so many cool cars. Like you can just walk around and look at neat things all day long. Yeah, all day long. There's a '69 Roadrunner full carbon. Man, I yeah. just can't imagine like that. Okay. Eric, add that to our list for next year too. Yeah, right, put that on the list too. I'm gonna need a. I'm gonna need more vacation time. Yeah, yeah, you certainly will. You certainly will. That's that's uh that's exactly right. I I don't need any more vacation time. I need more trips in my life. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> well, and rent one of those little scooters if you're going to just look at stuff because they're just mm -hmm. way better. Those little. Hey, get out of the way, guys! Beep beep. <laughs> Hook your GoPro on there. Yeah. You will thank yourself because, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even make it into the West Hall. And my buddy, uh, Ruck Rack, he created this this thing for Jeeps called a Ruck Rack. He had his whole booth out there. I didn't even get to go see him. He didn't get to come see me. 
Wow. There's just too much going on. Yeah. When, when you're working that, that's, that's too hard. Absolutely. Yeah. And they do that fan. They kind of, it's something cool. They did last year. They did it on a Thursday this year. They did it on Friday, but they do like a fan experience. So if you're not kind of industry affiliated, you're able to get into the show and go walk mm-hmm. around and dude Friday when I went to, you know, say my goodbyes and go get ready to go in, get in and out and that kind of stuff, finishing up my week. Um, there was a lot of, there's just so many more people. Like I said, it's SEMA this year was busier. It's like, it's even busier than pre-COVID SEMA. Um, wow. You know, there's awesome. just Good. A, an insane amount of people just to show that this industry is alive and thriving. And um, yeah, it's it's just so, so many. It's, uh, it's hard to get where you're going. And that's the thing is you don't think you're like, oh, these halls are right next to each other. It's a, I had a, a video to do. I had to go from West Hall to um south hall which you're like oh they're next to each other that's a 20 minute walk you have to go outside i found the secret if you go outside and walk outside it cuts i swear a half mile off the walk oh 100 percent. or you can go through the test they have that cool um the i don't know what it's called the tesla tunnel the loop the loop yeah Yeah, you can go ride that 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 thing is neat it's kind of cool to see all the teslas just you're you're driving in um and basically just like it looks like a worm dug this thing out and you're just like <laughs> going there's cars there's cars everywhere um thanks elon i appreciate it yeah shout out <laughs> <laughs> right well what about like some of your uh your favorite booths that you guys saw Ooh, that's uh that's that's a hard one um I I really appreciated that um, the Destroyer 1320 booth was amazing. Um, that was, that was <laughs> fantastic. Um, if I ever buy Mopar, um, it's the first place I'm going, that anti-theft. Um, Holly's booth for me was really cool because they have such a large product offering, and uh, they did a really good job of kind of representing their new Sniper 2 system. And then the other cool part is, you know, with these LS is cool, and we all love LS swaps, mm-hmm. but we can get LT motors at the junkyard now. And so yep. they have a whole standalone system for the LT stuff, and they were doing a whole bunch. They actually won a new product. It's the, it's a new product of a year award. There's more to the title than that. I just can't remember it. But they have a light. It's a lidar fuel sender sensing unit. Yeah. So no, no fuel pickup. It uses science to tell you how much fuel is in your tank. And I thought it was wow. it was like, it was the coolest thing since Betty White because. Betty White was born before sliced bread was invented. <laughs> That's right. Well, we were. Uh, it's funny you were talking about that. We were actually talking about that at Southeast Street, and you, one of the guys was like, "I'm fixing to put it in when I get back." He's like, "He's like, it, it's, it will save me from running out of gas." He's like, "Because every time they would get their sensor all messed up, he's like, this won't happen." So pretty cool. Yeah. No, I'm I'm all about that. That's what when uh me and you know we did that '57 Chevy build at Summit, and uh, you know we drove it from all the way from Summit to Utah to Robbie Layton's place and then to hot August nights over in Nevada. And the fuel center did not work until Denver. So about, you'd get about 126 ish miles and the thing would run out of gas. (laughs) And so that is the perfect thing for that because it was just, we wired the sending unit into the stock gauge and you kind of tap it on the dash to see what, how much fuel you actually had. And uh, so that, that LIDAR would be dialed for an application Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, tons. I mean, there was tons of cool stuff. Uh, Willwood had an amazing booth that was all brand new and fresh. Um, the Miller booth is always cool because they're, they're welding in the show. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And then you go over to like the, the South Hall, which would be like, or 
Yeah, South Hall is like is wheels, tires, and tools. So you have Hunter with their massive booth over there, and they have all the machines and their mountain tires doing crazy stuff. And you got to watch like you're walking around in there, and then there's people with those air tight like the tire cheetahs, and there's just those going off everywhere, and you kind of you kind of jump a little every time. You don't get used to it. But yeah, there was. I mean, there's a ton of cool vendor booths out there. You just can't. You just got to take it all in. Like I said, I like the Anderson Composites because they had a ton. They had a full carbon C8. And then you just see all these cool cars made out of carbon. Um, I know this is not a popular subject for a lot of people, but Tremec had some electric, uh, their new kind of electric transmission, uh, or I should say drivetrain in their booth. They had an electric-powered E-type Jaguar that is oh, basically – Looked like the front half of a TKX with an 800 volt electric motor hanging off the front of it. And um, oh, yeah, there was the elect, the kind of the electric section at SEMA this year was just a, it's a cool, it's not here to replace hot rodding. It's here to, yeah. it's another power form to our sport. You know, eventually yeah. e-drag racing will be something a lot of people are doing. So yeah. they kind of had a whole section at the show, merging electric. And uh, they had a ton of cool stuff down there that just makes you scratch your head a bit. Like, the guys that were riding horses in the early 1900s did the same thing when they saw gasoline-powered cars. <laughs> They're like, that'll never last. <laughs> then who's ridden a horse in the last 50 years? <laughs> it's, it's, a ple- it's a pleasure item. Uh, dude, horses, yeah. anything that I don't, that I can't cut the throttle on or it has a mind of its own, I'm kind of out. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate that. What about you, Eric? What were some of your favorite booths? Uh, let's see. Uh, besides the hand-built one that I made in my garage, um, yeah, right? Which is, I'm just saying, you don't have to be huge and like worth millions to be able to go and, and enjoy this and and yeah. be a be a part of the show, which is really cool. Um, I think it kind of helped us because people were like, well, who's that? Yeah, what what are you doing? And I had a guy go, you should be a millionaire. You should have a bigger booth. And I go, thank you for saying that, but what do I need a booth for? See this? Right. See this? Either you want your car stolen or you don't. Yeah. 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 This is good social Thank media. Thank you. <laughs> all it takes right here. Yeah. How cool. But no, no. My, my favorites were uh, Toyota, since it was really the only big manufacturer there, but they really did a great job. Their booth wasn't really a booth. It was a section. <laughs> and they had some of the coolest Toyota builds I've ever seen. And I'm not a Toyota dude. I mean, I like him for like a work truck. I had a Toyota Tacoma that I drive up mountains and go work on stuff. Not a fan other than that. But they had a really, really cool booth, really cool setup. And then there's wax booths that were in the North Hall. I, I don't know the name of the supercar, but the thing was full carbon fiber once again. And whatever it was, I don't know the name, was worth more money than I've ever even stood next to in my entire life. So that I had to say that one was pretty cool. But I didn't get a chance to really venture too far. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to walk past Jay Leno's Demon 170 and his little spray boots, so that was pretty cool. But I really was, you know, jump outside, come back in, grab a sandwich, go to the bathroom. That was it. So, I mean, yeah. I really didn't get to gallivant too much, but that's what yeah, I Yeah, that's definitely the aspect of working the show is you're like mm-hmm. these are all things you see in passing when you're walking to and from your yep. booth like yep you're not you're not as kind of you know working your booth you're not sticker picking and tire kicking you're uh yep. you're and you got the blinders sticker on picking and tire kicking. 
I yeah, like that's, that. yeah, I mean, that's true. I'll be honest. I do have uh, sitting right across my living room. There is a very large bag of stickers, lanyards. There's some socks. Um, there's people put some real cool stuff out on their booths, and you just kind of yeah. it's it's smiling wave, boys, smiling wave. Just you yeah. don't make eye contact. You're picking it up. <laughs> well, and that's that's one thing I think Eric and I are going to struggle with is you know we're we've set up these meet and greets at like the you know I'm working with Tommy and Jim for to do one at the summit booth and and like it'll be okay. We we can only be gone this long because we only have volunteers that can run our booth for the time that we're gone, you know, so we're going to have to really be careful with uh, not getting, Oh, Hey, there's, there's some race car friends there. Let's talk to them for a few minutes. Yep. You know, oh, it's, it's be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hey, we need to see these people. You know, David and Tina Pierce are, are always a great one, but I'll talk to them for 30 or 45 minutes and I'm not going to be able to do that this time. Yeah. You got to nope. tap them on the shoulder and say, Hey, follow us. Yeah. That's smart. Exactly yep. Right. yep. So, um, What'd you guys do in the evenings or were you too burnt out to do anything? So we would walk back through because we were connected to the halls through Westgate. We would walk back through and it you basically walk right into a bar. I mean, there's a bar on your left as you walk in and then there's a casino to your right. So depending upon how busy the bar was, you'd grab a beer and then you'd walk over to the casino sit down and just relax for a minute yeah. because the line going through, no matter it, it would have to be two hours after the thing shut down before you can even get to the elevator to think about going up and down. Mm. And the elevator in Westgate is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I think one out of eight work, like oh, truly right. work. That. So the line was just, I mean, Tom Bailey, I I'm look over, I see Tom Bailey and I'm like, Oh, that's Tom Bailey. And he opens this little door and goes walking out. I'm like, what? He went the stairs. He actually walked up. I wasn't going to go. I was on the fifth floor and my fat self was, you know, that's good. I'm good. <laughs> like, nope. I've walked, enough today. <laughs> I've walked enough. I'm not trying to climb stairs. Yeah. But no, yeah. we would go, we'd grab a beer. We'd sit down, play a little slots here and there and talk to people, you know, got to talk to a whole bunch of different people that were at the event and, you know, mm -hmm. see how their things are going. And, once the line died down, go up, put your feet up for a minute, go grab dinner and sack out because you got to get up and roll again. I So I love – I'm the chubby little fat kid inside me loves food. So most of my after show shenanigans um, was I'm not into – I see I'm not into gambling – in a casino, I like to gamble with like stock head gaskets. That's like my form of like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's how I like to party. Like that's like if I'm gonna waste money, I'm wasting money. I'm buying you know I'm buying random stuff. So you know yeah. I go get something for you know go get something for dinner. Go kind of talk to the, the work guys, see what's going on, and then so my guilty pleasure hobby is RC airplanes, and oh, nice. I have an RC airplane simulator with like a controller and. I hooked that up to my casino or the not casino the the TV in my hotel room, and sat there and beat sticks for a couple hours, and then I was tuckered out and uh, <laughs> fell right asleep and hit the show the next day. Nice. nice. And so let's talk about like setup real quick because you guys, you know, obviously this doesn't start on what well, SEMA starts on Tuesday and runs through Friday, right? So like, wh when did you guys arrive? So I got in Monday at 10 a.m 
Um, I was fortunate enough, and we have an amazing team at Summit. The semi, you know, are we have a couple of semis that go to different shows, and as you guys have seen, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of them, and uh, so they got there, I believe, Saturday or Sunday, and set are and it's like a whole. They're very good at what they do in the mm-hmm. aspect of you you can put the thing up real fast. So the team slayed between Summit, TrickFlow, and ATEC setting the booth up, getting that all situated so i kind of just showed up to the party i won't take any credit for their those all those fine people's hard work um yeah i just showed up with a smile on my face but we had project x which we all know and love kind of that iconic you know tri-5 chevy and then the big red camaro in the summit booth outside oh how cool dude it was so like seeing project x in person like i was again 12 year old me i remember reading yeah. hot rod magazines and just being like, this thing is so sweet. And to see it in person and like, look at it is amazing. But yeah, no, our hardworking summit guys got the booth set up um, several days before the show. Like you had to be set up on Monday, ready to go because watching gotcha. the whole orchestra of stuff being moved in and out of the show is insane. Like uh, it's amazing how it can go from an empty convention center that just had a show in it like a weekend prior to mm-hmm. a full out, you know, seem it, it's wild how that whole how that whole thing works. It uh, it blows my mind every time. Right, uh, Eric, you may be you're muted, bud. <laughs> check one two, check one two. Okay, no, so ours was a was a little different. Uh, yeah, I woke up at the butt crack of dawn, and uh, we loaded all the stuff in the back of my Dodge Ram 2500 and strapped it all down and started driving. And uh, we ended up there about uh, 2, 2.30. We pulled in, and that, like I said, we tried to find, hey, we're here to put up stuff at our booth at the North Hall. Where do we go? Go around back! <laughs> nice. Okay. Okay. Well, around back is relative because it's massive. So. <laughs> yeah. You got to go down four blocks that way, two streets later, to be able to turn that because the other one goes, the other road goes that way. You get around. Oh, nice. Luckily, we were able to find where we had to go. So we pull up and I'm like, hey, here's what's going on. Here's what I have. Here's all my, I had all my credentials and everything. I had my mm-hmm. SEMA exhibitor summit person. I was here. I, I, I'm paid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they, they, we pull up into this little parking lot and they pull up with a little cart, throw all your stuff on there. And then my wife had to jump on the cart and find the booth because I had to move my truck immediately. I could not leave the truck there while I went to even see where the booth was. I had the little map that I'd seen when I bought, you know, when I paid for the booth. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay. So that's when I went and did the whole fiasco where I saw the welder up truck and was like, how do I park? Luckily, I was able to park there and jog my way back across over to where my (laughs) wife was. And then, and then, try and set up the booth, but it really was, it worked out really well. It could have been very bad. Had we not stayed at that hotel right there, this would be a completely different story. (laughs) Yeah. This uh, 200 200 KSS saying F1 track being set up, made traffic even more fun. Dude, you want to talk about seeing stands in the fountain outside of, um, The, the outside, yeah, outside the Bellagio. Bellagio. Dude, that was the other crazy part. Is so I stayed over at the Renaissance, so on the exact opposite side of the Westgate, um, next to the convention center, and that big old 
eyeball thing, uh, spear yeah. right outside my window. You, uh, you know, I was waking up at four in the morning and you look out the window and that thing's just doing some it's real creepy. wild. It's wild stuff. Dude, it looks like an eye sometimes. There's a big old eyeball and it's like looking around at the people on the golf course. And I'm just like, gee whiz, that is creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Let the aliens come down now. They'll be like, what is this? Yeah. 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 No, it's you party in the desert, brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, uh, are, are you guys going back? What's the what's the plan for 2024? Are you going to revisit SEMA? That is, uh, you know, yeah, SEMA, it's a kind of a... So post, you know, we took a two-year break over COVID. We did an attend 20 or, or yeah, 20 or 21. Um, but yeah, no, for 24, you know, Summit will be back better as ever, checking out cool products, seeing those industry people. Um yeah, no, we uh, it's a great show for us, like I say, because we get to see yeah. all the people that we, we have the pleasure of distributing their parts. And it's a lot of fun to see the smiling faces and seeing all those cool new products that we will be able yeah. to get in our doors to get to the masses. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. Eric, what about you, bud? Uh, well, let's see. I probably am going to wait till March of next year and see what the ROI is on that because uh, I pretty much sold a kidney to go do all that being, yeah. you know. The, the smaller business that I am. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. I have plans. I already have thought out everything I would do, wrote it down, have a, I have a game plan nice. ready to yeah. go. And I actually have some cars already picked out, ready to go lined up. Should I do it that are willing to go and be part of our booth, yes. which won't be a 10 by 10 this next year. It will actually be a booth size booth. Yeah. Nice. Cool. I just want to see all four of us together in Vegas next year <laughs> Eating yes. in and out, and I will show you guys my favorite sushi spot, which is all you can eat, and it is dialed. Again, oh, fat fat kid in the candy store. I uh, there's something about eating fish in a landlocked state that uh, is interesting, <laughs> but it's real good. I promise. Nice, nice. Well, well, maybe you can get us a couple extra spots, and we'll be there. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, not doing uh, booth at SEMA. <laughs> I'll talk to my peoples. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm in. Um, so what did you guys learn this year? And then what kind of tips do you have for newbies going to SEMA or maybe that will even apply to us going and having a booth at PRI? So for me, I always, it's especially like on my side of it, when I'm doing, uh, kind of the video stuff, it's all about, you know, you don't, don't miss any opportunities to like do an interview or talk like just kind of like Eric said earlier, you never know who you're going to talk to and who that person can be. So put a smile on your face. You know, you're at a trade show with a bunch of like-minded people. Just talk to everybody. Um, walking shoes is uh that's, that's my big tip is invest in a good pair of shoes because your feet are going to thank you. Um, lots of water, uh, keep hydrated, take care of yourself. It's a long, stressful week. And, um, yeah, and relax at the end of the week and uh, take lots of pictures so you can reflect on the amazing time you had. Yes. Uh, while, while Eric kind of gives us his stuff, Justin, how, look and see how many pictures and videos you took or if there's any way you can find that. Oh, yeah. That would be a very interesting number. Uh, me, I can tell you, I think, uh, about that many. Yeah. That's all the time I had. <laughs> yeah. Yep. My yeah. wife probably has a few more than I do. But now for me, it, Things I learned. Um, the biggest thing I learned, and this may come across cheesy, but uh, believe in yourself. 
knowing you guys are coming from the same cloth that I am, that you're kind of putting your sack on the line to go do this. And it, it, it will help grow your brand. It will help grow who you are. Uh, have confidence in your product. And your product is you and the things you, you are able to give to others, uh, which is a lot of exposure. Um, the thing I noticed is I didn't feel like a small fish in a big pond. Part of it was because of my confidence in not only who I am, but in, in the ability for our product to actually help people, which is the whole point of the, of, you know, the business that we have going. So don't feel like you have to be the big player that all these people are. And there's a lot of people in, I have five other people that were there with me that can vouch. We had more people coming through our booth because of our personalities. than you have people who were paid to go there and sit at the booth and they're on their phone and they have lights and speakers and all this stuff going on that looks like a circus and they're sitting there and they don't even talk to you. Yeah. So Big, big lesson. Make sure you don't have your table in between you and your customers, your, your mm. folks that you're meeting. That makes it transactional. That makes it feel like you're buying something. Get rid of that. Set it to the side. Set it to the side. Have your stuff on it, but have it where they're welcome in. We took and awesome. made it where our corner booth, you had almost had to walk through our booth to get by. And one of us are going, hey, how's it going? Or, you know, yeah. somebody stop and look at our little video playing. And we're like, oh. Want to learn more X, Y, Z. So that's probably my biggest thing is make sure you're not disconnecting yourself from the people coming by and be you. And I don't care if, if you like it at times, it was a little groggy in the morning, grab that coffee and Hey, how's it going on? You know, let's go down, blah, blah, blah. How you doing? Having a good time yet? Your feet hurt. I mean, just the simple yeah. stuff. Everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Or Hey, did you try the hot dogs over there? They're good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's so, good information. Anyway. Yeah, and that's like, and that's what's important. Like, is you just got to be personable, especially like you know, in my aspect of being on camera, I can't have an off day when I'm there. I gotta, you know, right. I, as as much as this is hard to believe, sometimes his face doesn't smile. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy, I don't believe it. You smile yeah. in your sleep, man. Hey, some, you know, sometimes my 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 glass is half full, but that's you know. The, seeing the people and the cool stuff mm -hmm. and having people pumped to talk to me is what makes it all worth it and really fuels yep. this fire. To answer your question earlier, Mike, only 246 pictures and videos <laughs> in the album. And then I looked at my deleted and I have 62 deleted videos from, you know, different takes, this kind of like nice. when, it, when Instagram shorts weren't going my way, as hard as it believe movie magic makes me really look really good. We have some really <laughs> good blooper reels of me locked away mm -hmm. in the summer safe somewhere. <laughs> nice. Yes. yes. Well guys, I want to say thank you so much for coming on tonight. This really has been helpful. I mean, I, you know, the, the last little last six minutes here have probably been helpful for Eric and I to, to do our show. You know, our going to be our first booth. This really is because like you guys said, I mean, this is a, a big financial commitment for us and especially doing the Dragon Drive Awards show along with that. So, you know, we have all of that extra stuff going on too, but I'm excited. We're, uh, we're going to turn it loose. I mean, we, we really are. This PRI changed our life last year and it's going to change our life again this year. I mean, you know, we just going to keep adding to what we're doing and, and that's what, you know, because you guys come on and you guys help us understand what, what to look for and uh, tell all the fun stories and, and car stuff. So, we appreciate that for sure. 
Yeah, thank you Absolutely. so much for you know having me on. This has been so much fun, yeah. and I can't wait to see your smiling faces at PRI. It's yes, uh, yes, it's gonna be so much fun. Yes, oh yeah, is. we're gonna have a blast. We uh, we we do have the internet package and electricity at our booth, so we are uh, we're gonna go live a lot during the booth because. There will be a lot of our friends come by that talk and stuff like that. And I mean, I know when Jessica's by, we're going to throw the we'll throw live on and uh, we'll go right from there and and talk and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be really fun. I'm I'm really excited. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, That's uh, amazing. I'm pumped. Well, guys, tell everybody where I mean, obviously where they can find you on social media. We want you know folks to immediately that are definitely on a Mopar to go find Destroyer 1320. So tell them where they can find that, and then obviously Justin, where they can follow your stuff. So Destroyer1320.com is where you can protect your Mopar from being stolen the dumbest way possible, which is having it pulled into neutral by a stupid little red strap. And there may be somebody who's uh, way up in the company, uh, maybe CEO level, who bought two of them for his personal vehicles. So they do work. He can vouch. Not saying who it is. But um, yeah, go check me out there. I'm also Destroyer1320 on YouTube. And my destroyer 1320 on Instagram and uh, TikTok. I'm also destroyer 1320, but somebody stole destroyer 1320 on Instagram. So it's my destroyer 1320 there. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to follow right now. <laughs> Thank you. So for me, you can find my smiling face on Summit Racing's YouTube page, on our TikTok, on our Instagram, even on the main page when you jump on summitracing.com. It's pretty awesome it's, it's cool to see you out there and uh, and see everything you guys have going all right we're gonna we're gonna kick you guys off and this will not be the last time you're on the show we uh, we definitely want to have follow-ups and and talk about stuff that's happening during 2024 and uh, and all the fun stuff that's coming there so thank you so much guys appreciate yeah, you yeah, thank you yep can't wait to come back <laughs> see you guys see you. thank you awesome dude how much fun was that those guys uh, are amazing yeah that was a lot of fun yeah, they really, you know, I mean, that's it's always cool to hang out with with all those folks. Well, I did want to check one thing real quick. Um, I wanted to see where we're at. The circuit again is has registration open. We are literally eight tickets away, eight uh, racers away from being sold out. Nice, really day one. And what's cool is we offered early registration to racers and their co-pilots from last year or twenty twenty two. Sorry, twenty twenty one. And they took most of the spots, and then we had some, obviously, some public spots that were available today. And I'm telling you guys, it's going to be a premier regional drag and drive event. Regional to us means a weekend event, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Three days or less of racing constitutes a regional event. And we're going to have a blast. It's going to be crazy. The pre-party is awesome. And I just, I can't wait to do all that. We're going to go over some other stuff with it on uh, Saturday's show, but then my entire goal tomorrow is to wrap up the regional Dragon Drive Racer lists and the eighth mile lists that I have. But I'm like I said, I'm still waiting on the, the stuff from uh, Devin and Laura at uh, Southeast Street Need. I know they had a ton of information to input, so I look forward to to getting that and just running through that. But one other thing that happened this weekend was I saw a gentleman that had a Ford truck and on the back window, he had hot rod drag weekend, 2015. So obviously my brain starts kicking around and I'm like, what, what does this mean? What are we going to do? Um, you know, what's, 
how do I get that information? So I do, you know, internet search, trying to find it, and I can't find that information anywhere. And I message the team over there, and they send it to me. So I'm like, so now I can add one more layer of drag and drive historical data to the page. So we have a That's lot of stuff awesome. planned. Yeah, there is a little bit of downtime between sick week and the circuit, and my goal for 2024. Yeah, two weeks. Uh, about six weeks, eight weeks, maybe. My goal then is to completely revamp our website. I want to essentially build a way for racers and promoters and announcers to be able to go and find information very easily. You know, when events are, that is the first clue. That's the first bit that I'm working on. I've actually been working uh, trying to understand interactive mapping and how to make it to where you could click on a state and it show the events and dates of that in that state. And and just further, we are really going to elevate our game between what we've learned so far and what we're doing next. You know, full, I, I, my ultimate vision, and I'm glad that there are people still watching this, but my ultimate vision is to for you to be able to go in there and search for Eric White and it bring up Eric White's historical drag and drive data in one easy click. You could do that as an announcer at an event. You could run through the names as they're coming up on the list. You could actually type it in and it'd be that fast. So that is my ultimate goal. Guys, we have a, a an opportunity here that the growth from drag and drive is has been great, but there has been very little historical stuff talked about. And we want to be that for you. We want to be the news. We want to be the entertainment for you guys. We want to bring you what has been missing, really. I mean, if you look at like NHRA and IHRA, they do this stuff. That's what yeah. we're going to do. And th that, is, that is our niche. That is what I nerd out about is trying to figure out how many people have done an event. You know, we've got racers that are coming up on 20 drag and drive events. You know, and there's no way to find them unless you knew which events they were. So we're going to fix that. And it's going to take a ton of time. So I say all of that to say, if you would like to get involved with the brand, now is the time. We are submitting proposals for 2024. If you are a company or you know of a company that you think would be a good fit for us, because obviously we're not looking for just anyone. We look for companies that are already involved in the community or want to be involved in the drag and drive or drag racing community. And we want to help them obviously grow or complete their vision while we also complete ours. So anyways, that's my uh, soapbox I'm talking about here tonight. Yeah. It's, it's it's amazing. And on top of that, if anybody in the community has ideas of things that they want to see from us, please reach out because we're always looking for yeah. new ideas. And, and, what and don't can say we... naturally aspirated list. I'm building it. <laughs> and, and, so. and what things we can bring to you to make this even better. Uh, you nailed it, Mike. 2024 is going to be a huge year for us. I'm so excited. I can't wait for it. Um, I'm super excited. I I can't believe that this year is almost over. We've done this yep. now for almost a year, and it's been a crazy year. And it's, it, it, it's just going to be wild. Is. You know, 38 episodes is only our 2023 season. You know, we'll end up somewhere in the 40s, obviously. Uh, as we go along, we have another, what, five, six weeks of year left here. So we'll end up in the low 40s. And there was a moment there where we took almost a month off of doing anything. So you know, yeah. we'll add all of that time back. We are more, we have more than 100 live streams that we have put out during 2023. And dude, I expect it to be 100 teens 120 next year so because we'll be doing daily stuff from the events but guys yeah, just want to say go ahead i was just to say we need to figure out some year-end kind of 
shebang oh, that yeah. we need to do for for the end yeah. of the year. Yeah, we're going to have a blast with it for sure. And then we may take the first week of the year off and reset and just go right into it. But we may not. Who knows? I don't know. But guys, I want to say thank you for being our race car friend. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for the likes, shares, comments, all the stuff that you do that keeps us motivated. I'll tell you, I worked about two and a half hours of stuff today that was I was not motivated to do that today or yesterday. I wanted a break from uh, being on Southeast Street and eating the drive round trip and stuff. But but I did it because there were people that were liking and commenting and stuff. And guys, I want to say thank you to our sponsors. You know, we can't do it without them. We can't make these trips to these events without them and, and being a part of everything. So Summit Racing, thank you very much. Thank you for letting Justin come on tonight. We appreciate that. Molly Motorsports, thank you for, for being a part of our program. And then, of course, obviously, given the tour the other day, Eric Grillio was a super host, and we got to meet a lot of people that are behind the scenes. Howard's Cams, our buddy Luke B. up there, that dude is amazing. I can't wait to hang out with him. We're going to see him. We're actually going to be at his booth Thursday afternoon at PRI uh, for a meet and greet for about an hour. Sweet Patina, the first sponsor that came on board with us, Give us a chance. Thank you very much. We appreciate them. And because they really are, they live and breathe built for drag and drive, built for driving. And that's what they do. They Everything they offer is, is to keep your car going and looking better. And then Racing Junk Classifieds. Man, I'm telling you, I'm going to end up buying something on there. Uh, there's all kinds of engines. We always feature cars, but there's all kinds of engines and parts and pieces and things like that. So thank oh. you very much, guys. We appreciate it. Yep. See you guys on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. 10, 10 a.m. Eastern. All right. I'm hitting the button. Bye. <laughs>